Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Friday. It's Meet My Friend Friday. It's the 10th of August, episode number 646. We're going to kind of kind of continue our getting you ready for back to school. I know it's August. I'm so sorry. I hate to even talk about it. But uh, I've got a friend on the show today, and I think she's going to encourage you and kind of give you inspiration and ideas for kind of how to keep eating at home. And uh, even though you're busy, kind of keeping your simple, busy family recipes at the forefront, I think you guys are going to be encouraged. So if you've been wondering how you're going to get everything together and you're kind of dreading the routine of back to school, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so it's the 10th of August, which means we are 10 days into our scripture writing challenge. I hope you guys are enjoying the study at MomStrong International. This was the first week of the month of August, and we're going to continue studying. Is that really in the Bible? So we've been getting lots of great feedback for you. Uh, you guys know that I am moving ever so slowly, moving my platform from uh, Facebook over to MomStrong International, over to the forums there. So you can follow me there. If you're not a part of the Scripture Writing Challenge and you haven't signed up for the Bible study, I want to just encourage you to do that. We continue to grow over there. And just hopefully the, the goal really is just to encourage you in your walk with God. And everything that we do here at the podcast is aimed at that, whether it's talking about parenting or what's happening in the culture, right down to uh, the minutia of family life, which really a mealtime is a part of. So I have a special guest on the show with me today. This is her first time at the podcast. So I hope you guys uh, will take notes because you're going to want to find out more about her when this is over. Uh, Tiffany King is my guest on the show today. She is the author of a brand new book that just released this week. So she's in book launch mode. So I'm excited for her. Her new book is called Eat at Home Tonight, 101 Simple, Busy Family Recipes for Your Slow Cooker, Sheet Pan, Instant Pot, and more. So Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me here. So tell me why. Uh, so first of all, let's find out a little bit about your family. I'm assuming that uh, you know a little bit about cooking for a family. I know just a little bit. I've been doing it for <laughs> a while now. I got married when I was 20. So I feel like I've been married forever <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> yes, good. And how many kids you guys have? We have four kids and now we have two kids in law. So my Aww. oldest two kids are married. And then our youngest is almost 16. So we still have one at home, but we are looking quickly at empty nest years coming. It really does come fast, doesn't it? It does. It doesn't seem like it when they're very young, but it does get here. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And I love that you, one of the things I love about, because uh, I had my friend Aaron Chase on here uh, about a week and a half ago, and we were talking about uh, just ways to kind of keep from melting down at dinner time, And it really resonated with a lot of my listeners because they're busy. A lot of them have young children still at home. But the fact of the matter is, even if you don't have little kids at home or you're like me and you've got them, you know, I've got grandkids all the way down to a seven-year-old that are constantly in and out of my house. Uh, Mealtime is important. And one of the things I love that you do in your book is you talk about the importance of uh, eating dinner together and how it grows family relationships. I highlighted this in the little press kit that I got. Uh, it was a quote from your book, I believe. It says, I think dinner is the only time during the day that we can hit all five love languages for our family members. What do you mean uh, by that? Yeah, dinner is really an important time to connect. And it's 
just kind of a power packed time. I don't think there's another time of the day when you can meet the love languages of the members in your family, no matter which love language they have without really even trying. Um, but at dinner, you can do that. So quality time is one of the love languages. And obviously, when we're sitting around the table together, that is quality time. Um, words of affirmation is another. And that's so easy to incorporate when we're gathered there and having conversations. Physical touch, if we hold hands when we pray, um, we're close for a quick hug um, or a pat on the shoulder. Acts of service is just a given with dinner because the whole thing is an act of service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and if mm -hmm. you have a child or a family member who has that as their love language, they're the one who's most likely to help you get dinner together. So that's yeah. a great time to connect with them as well. And then gifts is a bit of a stretch, but if you make somebody's favorite meal or maybe a favorite dessert, that's definitely a gift to that person. So yeah, Absolutely. dinner is just a great time to hit all of those. Now, this isn't in your book, but I want to know if you have any personal thoughts on it. I'm just curious because uh, we've got older children and younger children, and it sounds like uh, you do as well. And and in the years that we've been raising children, cell phones have become an increasing uh, an increasingly large part of everybody's life. And I've been talking to a lot of moms lately who are saying, you know what, the dinner table is kind of a cell phone free zone. Have you guys uh, had anything like that happen in your home? Do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, we have definitely kept that as a priority just to keep the cell phones turned off. We've never had TV on or anything like that either. Um, I will say though, now we sometimes we only have three people at the table or sometimes only two people, depending on what's happening and who's at home. And um, those dinners feel a little bit more relaxed. And I've noticed that the cell phones are creeping in more. Even mm -hmm. my husband and I will do that. So I think we need to buckle down for those smaller dinners where it maybe doesn't feel as formal. Well, I think you're kind of relaxed. I know that when Jay and I, on the rare occasions when it's just my husband and myself at the house for the night, um, it's easy to just get out your phone and just because you're so comfortable. It's not that, you know, it's just, well, you know, and I think, wow, we miss that opportunity to sort of just talk with each other. And it's been something we're working on around here uh, just to say, hey, put it down. I, I heard a guy on, um, I think he gave a TED Talk or something recently. And he was saying that whenever you pick your phone, I thought this was so interesting, Tiffany. He said, whenever you pick your phone up um, and you've got people around you, what you're really saying is as soon as I see something on my phone, I'm going to, uh, my phone becomes more important than you. And mm -hmm. it really does send that message. It was kind of, uh, kind of an eye opening for me. Yeah, it does. And there's no way, I know that my husband and I have both done this to each other where we're talking, but one of us is on the phone and we say, oh yeah, I heard you, they, but we haven't, we haven't heard anything they said. Not really. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really easy to do. And I love, I love that there are still, um, that there are moms out there who are really pointing, especially the hearts of young mothers back to the importance of dinner time around, uh, in our, in our family, uh, especially now that we have several children have moved out and gotten married and that kind of thing. When we come around the dinner table, it is such a precious time. I actually love cooking because 
I can't really do anything else. So it it has become uh, sort of a, a therapy, <laughs> sort of therapy, yeah. you know, for me. But I know that there's a lot of moms listening who are like, Heidi St. John, you're insane. You know, c- cooking is not therapy. It's awful. I hate it. I feel stressed. I'm busy. So talk to the busy mom right now, because I know that uh, that's a huge part of the message of your book. Tons of awesome recipes. But for the mom who says, I only have 15 minutes, uh, can she make dinner in that space? She definitely can make dinner in that space. So the chapters in my book are kind of set up to solve those common problems that we all face. Um, Those nights when we only have 15 minutes, I've got a chapter full of 15 minute meals, Um, a chapter for I'm going to be out of the house all day um, that has slow cooker and pressure cooker recipes. Um, The biggest thing when you're doing your meal planning for the week is to match the type of recipe, the type of cooking in that recipe to the day you're going to have. So it doesn't oh, that's do it good. Any, yeah, it doesn't do any good at all to have a book of 30-minute recipes because you may not be home 30 minutes before dinner. You may be in the car driving across town. Um, but if you know you're going to have a few minutes in the morning that you can load a pressure cooker or, I mean, a slow cooker, um, that's what you need to do for that day. Choose one that can take a long cooking time, you know, however long you're going to be out of the house. If you're going to be there maybe um, 30 minutes before, but you've got a million other things to do, and who isn't that person sometimes? Right. Um, yeah. A pressure cooker recipe is great for those times. You can't get your dinner done in 15 minutes um, or 10 minutes. Like sometimes the internet will tell us because mm-hmm. you have to wait for the pot to reach pressure. Okay. We should talk longer. about this for a second. I love that. You, I love that you're actually brave enough to say this because I keep seeing my friends. I have a pressure cooker. Right. I've had one for probably 10 years. I think I got it on a QVC special because QVC lied to me and they said, this pressure cooker is going to, you know, change your life, which I love my pressure cooker. Don't get me wrong, but you can't take a frozen pot roast and have it done in 20 minutes because you've got to wait at least 25 minutes for the pressure to build. And then you got to wait another 25 minutes for the pressure to go down. And then you got to wait whatever it is, 40 minutes for the thing to cook. So, mm-hmm. uh, so exp- can you explain pressure cooking to the mom who's like, I wonder if I should get an instant pot. Talk to her for a second. Yeah, it's, it is definitely a tool that is very, very handy to have, but you need to have expectations that are realistic and a lot of, and there's a learning curve, right? There's a learning curve. There <laughs> is. Um, but yeah, my favorite thing types of recipes are things that start with frozen chicken tenders because I feel Mm -hmm. like those thaw out pretty quickly. So if I put something like that in um, with whatever else ingredients I'm going to use and then set the pot for maybe 15 minute cook time, that recipe will be finished in about 30 minutes, which isn't too bad because, you know, it's maybe a five minute hands-on time and then I can go Mm -hmm. do something else fold the laundry or help a child with homework or whatever it might be. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And you've got this like just incredible satisfaction of knowing that the dinner that you forgot about is actually getting cooked in half the time. So that's a really, I mean, I love my pressure cooker mostly in the, I feel like I use it more in the winter time uh, than I do in the summertime because I'm out grilling and doing things like that. But I want to go over the contents of your book with our listeners because I think you've got, I love uh, the way you've set your book up. Uh, because it kind of speaks to moms that are doing different things and dads too. There are lots of men who listen to this uh, to this podcast. I love it, this one. My refrigerator is empty tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what is that about? So what, how do you cook dinner when your refrigerator is empty? 
Um, yeah, my refrigerator is often empty because my teenage son came and ate all of the food out of it. <laughs> well, you were sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, sure. yeah. Yeah, the refrigerator um, but, elf, otherwise known as your teenage son. Yes. <laughs> yes. But that chapter is all about how to make dinner with common pantry ingredients. Maybe some of those things that your son didn't eat or that you haven't <laughs> run out of. Um, or things that you can keep on hand because they have a, a longer shelf life. Um, and you can just strategically make sure that you keep some of those things like canned tomato products, eggs. So when you when you say my, the refrigerator is empty, really what you're talking about is, okay, you don't have fresh ingredients, but we can all go to the pantry and find, you know, canned tomatoes and maybe some pasta and we can cook up, you know, a marinara sauce or something. And we've got, you know, all of a sudden you got a meal. And I think it's just encouraging. Uh, I think there's, I always call it the sort of witching hour at our house, like right around four o'clock if I don't have a plan for dinner. I'm just instantly upset, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I, I just feel like, why do they want dinner every single night, you know? And uh, I love kind of what you're doing in here because you're really reaching out to that mom who is kind of at every different stage of of life or every different stage of a schedule. Like you said, what do you, there's, a, there's a, a chapter in here called everyone's on a different schedule tonight. What do you mean by that? Like, are you giving tips to somebody who's, uh, everybody's running a different direction that night? Exactly. When you're not all going to hit the dinner table at the same time, but you know that they're going to come in and they're going to want to eat when they get there. Um, so uh, that happens a lot of times with teenagers who are in high school. Maybe they have practice, maybe they have work, um, or maybe you and your spouse are on different work schedules and um, working different shifts. You may need to eat at different times. But if you're the person doing the cooking, not every meal lends itself to that. Um, you need right. something that's going to either be easily reheatable, that your older kids are going to be able to fix on their own because you don't want to be in the kitchen yourself fixing a meal, fixing a plate for every person who wanders in. <laughs> you could be out there for hours doing that. Right. Um, yeah. So that's what that whole chapter is about. I love it. And you have been, uh, you've been doing this for, for quite a while. And I, I love that you've got um, your heart for the busy mom really comes through uh, in your book, even through the pictures and everything. You've been doing this for a long time. I'm wondering if for, if you can talk to the mom who has been, uh, she's kind of, she's younger in her mothering, maybe younger in cooking. I don't know about you, but when I got married, I was a terrible cook. I got married when I was 19 years old. And I was the oldest girl. There were seven children in my family and I was the oldest of the six girls. And so I only knew how to cook for like, you know, 15 people. So you get me and my husband together. My mom never really taught me to cook and I burned everything. I can just remember I, I thought, oh, I'll make clam chowder. Oh no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the first clue how to make a roux or how to thicken the soup. I remember burning it and crying and my husband getting pizza and so it all worked out okay. <laughs> but did, but just to the mom who feels just overwhelmed and wants to make creative but um, healthy meals for her family, what's, what's the best, where's the best place for her to start? I think definitely keeping it simple. Learn mm. to make a meal or two, a recipe or two, and then branch out from there. And sometimes when we're doing our meal planning, we can get on the internet, on Pinterest, and we can have big ambitions about how healthy we're going to be and how great our meals are going to be that week. And the recipes we pick out can be a little bit more complicated than what we actually have time for. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay to keep it simple. 
It doesn't need to be elaborate. It can still be good. It can still be healthy. But yeah, simple works best on those busy weeknights for sure. Yeah, I think so too. One thing I've noticed, and I would love to hear your um, your thoughts on this. One of the things that has been precious to me over almost 30 years of marriage and raising kids is I love to do simple things that make that dress up the table. So whether it's putting candles on the table, I'm a huge, like I'm a kind of a, um, a like a tea light girl. I'm a candle junkie <laughs> and just putting some music on and just making um, even like, you know, uh, hurry up spaghetti feel special. Um, I think that sometimes we, we missed out on those little opportunities because we think, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't make chicken cordon bleu tonight. So here you go. But really you can make every meal feel special because really that's what we're doing is we're serving our families when we're making dinner and we're saying, Hey, this is important. And then hopefully they're going to take that to their families, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we've seen with our kids as they've gotten married now Um, They want to connect with their spouse over dinner, and they do cook together and eat together most nights of the week. Now, I'll say that for me, um, I'm not one to um, light the candles or do the flowers on the table or have the tablecloth. I'm pretty simple, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm also introverted. So by the time we hit dinner, especially when the kids were younger, the last thing I wanted was more noise, so I wouldn't even play music. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so that's okay too. You know, you kind of have to go with your personality. If you love embellishing it and and making it pretty, I think that is fantastic. And that if that's not in something that comes naturally to you, that's okay too. Um, Yeah, I think part of the reason we ended up doing it that way is because I have seven children. I'm always looking for something for one of them to do. So while yes. I'm, you know, stirring pasta, I might be having somebody go, hey, go see if you can find some candles to put on the table. And why don't you go see if you can mm-hmm. find some placemats? And and it, I think it, it was my way of really involving the whole family and having them feel like they were somehow invested in uh, in our meals, which at, yeah. to me is just, um, it's just such a precious time of day. It's like this, it's the one time of day that everybody sort of gets together and we can, um, I love, I just never even thought about that, how you can really use um, hit all those five love languages. I never, uh, that never occurred to me, but that's exactly what's happening at dinner time. It is. And I love how you were in, including your kids and encouraging them to jump in. And um, yeah, that's wonderful. So if you had uh, just one, I want to give some moms some tips before we end up uh, in the podcast today. Um, I know that your book is chock full of them. And I'm wondering if you can shoot out some tips for busy moms to get dinner on the table. My biggest tip is to keep cooked chicken in the freezer. And I usually freeze that in one or two cup quantities, depending on the family size. That can be microwaved then and put in quesadillas or soup or stews or enchiladas or like any number of things. But just having that meat cooked ahead of time saves so, so much time. And you can even use rotisserie chicken instead and freeze that if you want to save even more time. I love it. I love it. So you've got, um, what about the mom who says she doesn't have time for dishes? What do you, what do you say to her? Yeah. I mean, you might or might not be talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) We we still have to do a few dishes, but definitely a one pot meal, um, a sheet, a sheet pan will work great. Um, put your meat and vegetables all on the same pan. Line the pan with parchment paper to make the cleanup even easier. Um, yeah, tricks like that can really reduce the dishes. 
So that's awesome. So if you guys want more information, I want to just encourage you to check out Tiffany's awesome website. You can find her at eatathomecooks.com. Um, you, Tiffany, you've got kind of a cool thing going on. You're the founder of Eat at Home, and you've got more than, it sounds like, eight and a half million views uh, every month over at your website. And so that's that's pretty good. That's awesome. You're on social media. Where can they yes. find you? on social media. They can find me um, mostly at Facebook slash eat at home cooks. When you're on doing Facebook, you do Facebook live, or is your primary uh, goal there to sort of teach? Are you doing, are you find yourself more in a teaching mode? Yeah, we do a lot of demonstrating recipes. Um, I'll demonstrate those freezer plans so that we can do six meals in an hour. Um, those are some of the most popular videos that we do. Wow. Yeah, six meals in just, an hour. Yeah. That's Those awesome. Great. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to check you out. I'm gonna see. You start. You should start shipping shipping meals to people. I would sign up for that. <laughs> All right. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much. It's been a joy to have you on the on the podcast today. If you guys want to find out more about Tiffany and her brand new book, Eat at Home Tonight. You can find all things Tiffany King at the show notes today. Her book just released, so you can find it anywhere books are sold. And you can find her at eatathomecooks.com. Tiffany, thank you so much. It's been a joy to have you on the broadcast. Thanks so much for having me. If you guys have more questions for Tiffany, you can shoot an email to me, podcast at thebusymom.com. And I will see you back here on Monday for Mailbox Monday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.